Hey Coast Wizard listeners, before we begin today's episode, a quick word from our sponsor Zenler Ninjas. That's Z N L R ninjas.com for all your new Zenler needs whether it's virtual assistants or you need site migration and everything in between. Zenler Ninjas can handle it, so check them out and now let's get started with today's show. Welcome to the Course Wizards podcast with Amit Aurora and Christopher Maselli. Get ready to discover the latest tools and tips on how to create, teach, and market your online training course. Now here's your hosts, Amit and Chris. Hey, welcome to Course Wizards. I'm Christopher Maselli and I'm here with my co-host Amit Aurora. Amit, how are you doing today? What's up, Chris? I am great. I'm pumped. I'm excited. We are going to talk about online courses as usual how are you doing? Man, I'm, I'm doing well. I feel like the, the weather's getting better. We're getting into summer here. It's just every, everything's going well. Everything's going well. Well, that's good. I hope uh, you don't need any uh, support over there, do you? <laughs> well, you know, actually, it's funny you say that because that's what we're talking about today. Because here's the thing. So uh, we like to, Amit and I sometimes just like to jump right into it because uh, as your course offerings get larger and larger, you got more courses, you got more technology you eventually need to have some support on your website, don't you? So that if, if people have questions, they want to know how to do something, they want to know how to, you know, uh, change their plan or whatever, you are going to have support questions coming in. And you don't want to have to answer those things all day long, um, you know, all, all by yourself or, or, or not have any way for people to easily ask questions. Because if people feel like they can't get a hold of someone, one of the first things they do is what? unsubscribe right on it i'm out of the, i'm out of this guy's thing so you yeah. want to have a way for the people to go ahead and get easy support and but you don't want it to be expensive and you don't want it to have to take a lot of time and uh, i didn't now you recently kind of went through some stuff with this didn't you that uh, uh why don't you share a little bit about that because i think that leads into what we're talking about here yeah chris uh, so we had this discussion in episode 133 I was going to launch my uh, support membership called Collective Creators something CCC C3. Never came around picking a good name because I <laughs> kind of halfway through abandoned the idea, just thinking through how many support tickets I might have to handle. But the good thing was out of that came all the tools that I used to create this whole uh, support membership and uh That was the general idea is having a support membership where you buy the membership, you pay 35 bucks a month or whatever the, I had thought of charging and you get to email a support email address and create a ticket. And then I will, me and my team would go in and answer your ticket and help you solve your support problem or your tech problem and then close that ticket out. Yeah, so I was just thinking is that it seems like your whole day would be nothing but dealing with other people's problems. <laughs> exactly. And I, don't I just, that sounds like much fun. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I mean, I, I love to help people, but I think that's why I have my YouTube channel and blog to help people. And I didn't want to add another channel that would consume a lot of my time. And just for the amount that I would be charging, it didn't seem like a, a fair deal for me. But but that said, you, on your course sites and for like ZZ templates and some of those things, you have 
support pages or, or like, do you have FAQs or, or ways to people to contact you? I know on my own side, I've got FAQs. I've got uh, an email address that people can use. Yep. Um, you, do you have that kind of thing? Yeah. So actually, let's get into that, Chris. What are the different ways that course creators can offer support to their students? And um, this would be for platforms that are kind of like New Zealand, Teachable, Thinkific, or some course LMS platform on WordPress. I'm not talking like the Udemy's on the world because that you have a unified way of contacting support uh, from the course author. So of these platforms, what are some, and you can use a combination of a few of these ways or all of them <laughs> if you want to, right? Yeah, a lot um, of businesses will use a lot of these, but they'll usually try to find a way to have them feed into one another a little bit, right? Exactly. And the first one, most universal is a support email. Someone logs into your course right there in the student area. You can prominently display your support email, whether it's in the footer menu or wherever, where a logged in user, someone who's already logged in, can see that support email and can easily reach out to you. And you can do this for logged out users too. You just want to be careful if there's an email on your footer, sometimes you start getting a lot of spam emails. Yeah. So, okay. So as, as you mentioned each one of these, I, I want to talk a little bit about the pros and cons of each, because when I think of support email, I think the, the pro of that is it's very easy for people to find that, to go ahead and shoot a message off and feel like they're going to get an answer back. The con is you could get a whole bunch of emails in your inbox that now you've got to take care of, right? Because you're personally, you're saying I'm going to personally handle all these rather than point them somewhere else. Yep. Yep. Right. And it, it can be a shared inbox, right, Chris? So you sure. could have forwarding. That's if you've whatever. got a team or something. Exactly, yeah. Um, the next one I have is groups, communities, right? So you can have These a support group. What's that? These are very common, right? Like a Facebook group. Yeah, exactly. Facebook, Slack, New Zealand has unlimited communities. You can create uh, any other community platform out there. Uh, I was... Uh, trying one out called Geneva. Geneva, That's yep. free. Uh, so yeah, tons of them out there. Just pick one. And this one can be tend uh, to be a little bit more heavy on your time consumption. Because if you go with our first example of support email, you, you get the email. Now, as we know, an email cadence, people expect that you will get to it when you get to it. Yeah. In a community, they probably expect you to get to it faster. Yeah, but, but also you've got the community to help you answer questions. So if someone asks a question, you know, about like, we'll use our dog training as, as an example. Let's say you've got a site on dog training and someone says, hey, I can't get my dog to sit. What should I do? You might have several community members chime in with the answer before you even get there, which is nice because they're helping do your support for you. That's actually true. And one person who uses this really well is James Shramko. He has super fast business and I haven't signed up, but I've heard great things about his super fast business community where same thing. He might be in there every day for a couple of hours a day, but other community members are helping each other out. So that's, that's true. Yeah. that's um, cool. Another one I have, and this one actually gets used a lot, especially for me where people will, ping me questions all the time is chatbots. Mm, 
This is the little question mark or the little smiley face that's at the bottom of a person's website, usually in the lower right-hand corner, that it pops up a little chat, and you can chat back and forth, right? Yep, exactly. And you can use something free as a Facebook Messenger because Facebook itself will give you an embed code and you just put it on your website and now Messenger will pop up and who doesn't use Facebook Messenger? Yeah, I, I like this one a lot because I think it is, it's a, it's a very nice quick feedback tool. It doesn't take too much time. Uh, you do feel like if you've got the problem that at least someone's going to hear it right away. And yet if you get the chat, if you're the person receiving it, you don't necessarily feel like you have to respond immediately. So it's kind of a, a little better than email, but not as demanding as a community. Yeah. And I, for the longest time, had my Facebook business page connected using many chat uh, but i was paying 10 bucks a month for many chat and then i got the lifetime deal for some tool some chat tool that was kind of like similar to many chat and i don't pay the 10 bucks anymore but even if you start with many chats free tier it, you can have up to 500 subscribers so 500 unique people chatting with you yeah is I, I, this is bad. what i use on my website and i use the one from get gist and I absolutely love it. It's great. People can go in there and you can actually set up automation. So if there's certain things they ask about, it can automatically point them in the right direction. Uh, but they can still get through to you if they want to. Exactly. Uh, the next one is used mostly in masterminds because this one is uh, it's called Voxer. And Voxer is like a walkie talkie app um, that you and a team of other people, you can give them access to and then they can just send their question using that and it comes through as a voice uh, message and you get to it when you get to it. Uh, yeah, so the, the real positive side of this is that it feels very personal, right? Because you're actually hearing a person's voice. Uh, the downside is, I, I tell you, I would not want to have a whole bunch of voicemails I had to listen to. <laughs> it doesn't sound like fun to me. Exactly. And that's why usually it's part of a mastermind group where you mm -hmm. have 10, 20, 30, maybe up to 50 people. So it's an intimate group and they're paying a lot of money, You know, up, usually upwards of 200 bucks a month to have access to each other's uh, pool of knowledge. Yeah. I, I know people who use this who uh, have mentorship as part of their schools and they'll say, well, if, if, if you, if you, if you want me to mentor you, right, it'll cost you $1,000 or whatever. And then I'll give you my Voxer information. And anytime you have a question, you can shoot me a question by Voxer and I'll respond back by voice. And that's the other, the other positive side about that is not only is it very personal, but it's pretty quick to respond back by voice. It's even quicker than typing. So they, a lot of people like that for those reasons. Hmm. Maybe I should start my mastermind, Chris, and start charging 100 bucks a month. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. It's funny. I I use um, Dub, which is a it's a video recording, but I use that a lot of times to chat back with people who have questions and stuff, and and I'll just respond with a quick video, and it's kind of the same thing, except for instead of just audio, it's also video, and people love how personal that is, and it doesn't take too long to do once you learn just how to punch the right buttons, you know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Something for me to think about. Something to think uh, about, man. Next one, you can use a free ticketing system like HubSpot or Zoho has a free plan too. And this is what I was going to use when I was setting everything up was HubSpot has a HubSpot support, I think they call it or something, uh, where they give you a support email or you can use your own custom support email, right? So support at uh, zztemplates.com. 
anytime an email comes into that email address, it automatically creates a ticket for you in HubSpot. You can be working right in HubSpot uh, or any other CRM and replying in that uh, tool. And that reply goes out again to that person's email. And you can kind of have a thread back and forth on that support ticket. And then once you resolve it, you can, you know, you can mark the ticket results. This would be more of something if you're providing what I was going to do, like a ticketing um, sort of membership. Yeah, what I like about this is that it's very robust. So if you start using tickets, you you know you can receive a lot of information in. You can send a lot of information out. This is great if you've got a team. Um, what I don't like about it is it's probably too robust for a lot of people starting out. Um, but it's all it's almost always something you'll want to consider if you get large enough. Yep. The next one I have is goes hand in hand with the ticketing system is a knowledge base mm. um, and. It doesn't have to be something elaborate. It can be something as simple as Google Docs. Do uh, you mention Dub? It could be a bunch of Dub videos living yep. on a Dub page. Loom videos living on a Loom page. Um, these days, everyone has Loom. People have even, just like Canva, Loom has become such a necessity that people, including myself, I pay for my Loom membership because I don't want that limitation of hundred videos or whatever. Right, right. You know, and and this is this is something that I think everyone should have as part of their support system because this is really in addition to having email or a community or a Voxer or a ticketing system, having a knowledge base where you just answer people's questions and let them find the answer with your step-by-step -step answers really will save you a lot of time. I mean, how many times have you had a problem with something and you'll go out and think, I'm going to message someone for help, but then you find, oh, they've got the answer right here in this knowledge base. And so it's, it's really... This is a powerful thing. It takes some time to set up. That's the pain point of this. But boy, does it work well. And, uh, you know, you can do something even as simple as an FAQ page. And it is basically the beginning of a knowledge base. Yeah. I mean, I would rather just find the answer myself than have to deal with support. No, that's me too. <laughs> um, and then the last one I have is just like a form tool, right? You want someone to... Um, submit a ticket maybe it's not a ticket maybe it's just like a query you can use something as simple as a google form where you can make fields required because uh, maybe you want to understand their question a little bit more versus like a generic support email where they can just email support hey and you're going to be like what the heck is this so yeah. in a google form at least or in a form tool you can at least force questions by making them required and that'll get the person to think what is it that I really want to ask? Yeah, that's good. That's good. All right. So, <clears throat> Amit, real quick, will you just give us a recap? Bring us through that list of items again. These are all ways that you can offer support on your course website. Yep. Support email is one. Communities like Facebook, groups, Slack, uh, New Zealand community, just any community tool. Chatbots, Voxer, or any other walkie-talkie style app. A ticketing system like HubSpot or Zoho, knowledge base, you can create knowledge base using uh, Notion, you can use Google uh, Docs, and then finally a form tool like Google Forms. That's awesome. Well, hey, so here's your challenge for the week. If you're listening, uh, go ahead and see if you can start your support site, right? Install one of these things we've talked about or start creating a knowledge base at the very least, a good FAQ. 
get some of the common questions you receive, put answers in there, and, uh, and, and you'll be heading in the right direction. I think that's a great idea. I think so, too. Let's hey. do it, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, if you've enjoyed this uh, podcast of Course Wizards, would you please rate, review, subscribe, and share with someone that you know who's building courses, and that helps get the word out. And uh, we love creating these. We love just helping you guys. If you have any questions about how to build your course website, how to what, how to create a course, what you should be doing. Hey, drop Amit or I a question. You can send us an email or hit us up on social media, and we would love to uh, answer that right here on the podcast. And until next time, keep creating. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Course Wizards podcast with Ahmed Aurora and Christopher Maselli. Get a free PDF of their favorite online training resources, as well as notes from this podcast at CourseWizards.com. Hey, Course Creator, this is Chris from Course Wizards, and I recently recorded a training that you're going to love if you're into writing. It's called Apps for Authors. In it, I share 10 apps that will save you time when it comes to productivity and plotting, writing, editing, formatting, and marketing your next book. And because you're a listener of the Course Wizards podcast, I'm making it available to you for free. Grab it at writing.fyi apps. That's writing.fyi apps.